On today's show, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, what do we expect for the rest of the season? What can they accomplish in the rest of the season? We'll answer those questions and more on today's Lockdown Maps. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Maps. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and every post game and to comment anything below. Let us know below. What's your biggest question? Your one biggest question. I'm doing it again today. Your one biggest question for the last 22 games of the season. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And joining me, as always, my co host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the Weeback Boy, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I got to know, what did you? why did you tell people to write me? Congrats. Because <laughs> I had multiple. <laughs> yes. All these it was because your daughter turned three. Oh yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. We celebrated her birthday, and she stayed up super late, and uh, she got blisters on her heels off these uh, nice dress shoes. We did a little mm. photo shoot, whatever, and so then she couldn't walk. She really soaked that up <laughs> so, uh, because she couldn't walk. It was she had to sleep with her mama and papai. So that was like oh, okay, we don't yeah. So uh, she got to sleep with us last night and stayed up forever. So that's why I couldn't do a pod. <laughs> there you go. I know y'all don't care one that, bit about that, that. But sometimes you're like, why did they, why did they go solo? Sometimes like there's two people. Like that, sometimes that's the reason. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Today's episode, we're getting into your questions. You guys submitted questions. We're still taking questions. We're going to do one tomorrow as well. A mailbag with your questions. So submit your questions. I posted on the community tab on YouTube. So go to the channel and respond or go to at Lockdown Maps on Twitter. It posted there as well. A graphic with Luca and Kyrie respond to that one. And uh, we should be getting to a bunch of these questions. And today, the questions are all kind of centered around the rest of the season. If you start looking at this Dallas Mavericks team and you say, all right, this is like a brand new team. Right, like you look at this team, and you can't really take any of the numbers. Yesterday, I tried to give my three biggest questions for the rest of the season, and I started to talk about the defense. And I immediately just went, you know what? I started to try to do some research into the numbers, but I, I don't know if we can take any numbers and try and equate it to what this team is because with Kyrie, with Dorian gone, with Dinwiddie gone, with you know just moving parts around, it's just a completely different team now, and none of the numbers really kind of match up. Like there's going to be this overall trend of Luca, um, but I think going into the rest of these 22 games, it's going to be fascinating to see what we learn about this team. Yeah, the sample size isn't very big right now. I mean, the the biggest thing for the rest of the season, however you want to, and whatever question you want to put with this, but the biggest thing that you know we're thinking about for the last stretch of the season stretch it's not the second half of the season let's get that right that's correct there's, a, there's only a uh there's only what 20 something games left which is uh shocking not half the season um but the biggest thing for the mavericks is the Kyrie luca pairing and whatever question you want to put around that how the pairing fits how they're 
you know, how they share the ball. How do they play off each other? When do they, who takes the last shot? Just the whole dynamic of them on the court together. That's the biggest thing for, for the Mavericks. And we've only seen that for what? Two games, two games before the all-star break. That's it. So, so I, yeah, you got to have a bigger sample size. I saw a lot of questions like, why did the Mavericks take one, like two steps back and, you know, one step forward with the Kyrie trade? I'm like, all right, let's calm down. Like, or, can Luca and Kyrie ever coexist? Questions like that. And I'm just like, let's let's wait for a couple more than two games of a sample size. This question from Mr. Crow, though, is, is the remainder of the season enough to get into the groove of two different playing styles, wanting to integrate a new playing style with, with Kyrie wanting us to to bring his flair, his speed, and then the Luca style of, you know, slowest offense in the NBA. Is 22 games enough? I think that's a good place to start here. I, I think it is. I think for, but I don't think it's enough for every pairing. And I think it is for these two guys because the guy you're bringing in in Kyrie has played with the best. You know, he he's played with the best of his generation. You know, he's played with Durant. He's played with James Harden. He's played with LeBron. Like he's played off these guys. He knows how to do it. He's won a title. He's made, he's had long playoff runs. Um, so like when I think of it that way, I'm not, and Luca's just a, a you know a genius on the basketball court. Yeah. He's been a pro forever. I mean, he's youngish in NBA years, but it's like dude's been a pro playing overseas forever. So I think if there's two guys at this stage of their careers that can that can make it happen and learn this thing over the last 22 games, it's these two. If you're telling me it's two like young stars, if we're saying like, hey, we just paired Car Anthony Towns and Trey Young, it's like, okay, well. Neither one of them's been in winning environments. You know, Trey's, you know, went to the conference fight. It's like both of them, you know, they're new. Like that type of situation, I would have bigger questions about. But I don't, I, I'm weirdly confident in the Kyrie Luca pairing. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I'm, I'm more confident about them fitting together. I'm less confident about fitting together to do what exactly, right? Like when you're asking the question, like, is it enough to integrate those two playing styles? At what level do you expect them to to get to? Do you is best offense in the in the NBA? Is that possible? I don't know. Twenty two games. I don't know if they're able to get there, but they're going to be incredible. We've even in the small sample size, we've already seen them be a really really good and efficient offense. Are you expecting championship level offense? Probably right. Like you're probably expecting that, but then championship level defense. I don't, I'm not expecting that from this team. So then I don't know what to expect overall from this team when you're talking about integrating it for the rest of the season yes uh another one i'm going to add to the end of this question is uh, what what do we need to learn in the last 22 games let's let's just continue with luca and Kyrie. what do we need to learn because one of the things i think i need to learn is uh how how much does luca um not adapt how much does luca kind of change to the newer, newer type style that, that Kyrie wanted to, to play. And how does he adapt to that? I think he will, but how much does he? And how much can the Mavs integrate those two different playing styles? And which is weird because we're talking, we, we've talked about these two different playing styles. We've only seen it for four games with Kyrie. It's, not, yeah, it's like not even if they come out of the All Star break and they abandon that completely, I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah. I think it's more of, you know, can, can Luca hand slash. Let's, let me rephrase to will because we know he can't will Luca pick up the pace like that's the that's the thing I think the the safest the most comfortable for him is the style he likes to play and it's why Dallas has ran this style for since he's taken over well 
He took over the team the moment he was drafted. But well, um, not really. Carlisle gave him the keys midway through the rookie year, and we I, like, that, well, I was going to say once Dennis was traded, but kind of was anyway. Kind of was um, the same style has basically been there of like, hey, he is a genius. He's a basketball wizard. Cleared out. Let the quarterback see the see the defense, and he can basically go in slow motion and pick him apart and get whatever he wants. But will he pick up the pace and play the Kyrie style a little bit? Will will the ball movement continue? Will can the, it's two different styles, but it's two different styles that you could blend together. To where no one's saying you got to abandon it. No one's saying you, you'll never be the quarterback that could pick everything apart. It's definitely what's going to happen at the end of the games. It's the it's the second quarter stretch that they're yeah. on the floor together, and it's four straight possessions of walking the ball down. All right, let's get the set going. Kyrie's in the corner. Double drag. It, that's <laughs> those are the moments of saying, how can we blend it together? Then not at the end of the game. And that style that style of Luca walking it up the court and just running isolation for himself, or even Kyrie doing that, that's gonna be there at the end of games, right? Like yeah. they're, they're, they can go back into that no matter no matter when, because it that's not something hard to get into. But we 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 being <laughs> I think Mavericks fans, you and I, many people have complained about the Mavericks' lack of creativity on offense. We're finally seeing it. And I think Luca was waiting for someone to share that with, right? And so that's why that's why we're kind of we we walk around these comments of like, oh, how is Luca going to uh, adapt? And now if he's going to adapt, we think he is. I think he was just waiting for this, right? This somebody else, somebody to do it with. And I think he will adapt to it. Uh, I'm not, I'm not even concerned about that at all. Uh, I am curious to see how conditioning and things like that and like help him in this, but the whole idea of sharing the ball, pushing the pace a little bit, kicking the ball up down the floor is so that he's not carrying the offensive load so much that he's not just bringing the ball up and, and like doing really hard stuff all the time. And like, it's just him like pounding the rock and pounding the rock and pounding the rock over and over again. So coming up, let's talk about uh, what kind of style we want to see Luca and Kyrie play uh, when, when they, when they bring the ball up, what do we want to see? Who do we want to see play off the ball more and all that kind of stuff? Let's talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go check it out right now and see what's available Pick two to six players. If they'll score more or less in their prize pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any given entry. It's wow. not competing against anybody else. It's competing against the projections. So you can, they have NHL right now. I didn't even like, I don't even register NHL as a sport right now. Like I need to go watch a, I need to go to a stars game because I don't even think about it during NBA season. Uh, they even have NBA. You can go check out um, some of the games coming up. Let's see. Sixers versus the, the Grizzlies. This is fun. John Morant. More or less, 26 and a half points against the Sixers. Uh, less. He's averaging 27, so we'll, we'll give him under that. Joel Embiid, 32 and a half. Steven Adams still out. More or uh, less. Yeah, uh, that's over. <laughs> give him more on that. More. Uh, James Harden, 21 and a half. Uh, more. More on that. If I put down 20 bucks, I can win 45. If I put down 100 bucks, I can win $225. You can go use the promo code LOCKDOWN, get 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's prizepicks.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's keep answering your mailbag questions. We are five days a week, Dallas Mavericks basketball podcast, including all the post games. So sometimes that's six, seven days a week. Just depends. Very true. Nathan asks, should Luca? let Kyrie bring the ball up and play off the ball in the, in the mid post way more often. And I think this question can be broadened a little bit. What do we think of, who do we think is going to be bringing the ball up more often? Who should be playing off ball a little bit more 
in this kind of system because we've seen we've seen Luca try and do some of that. We've seen Dinwiddie bring the ball up, Josh Green bring the ball up, and then they just get into the Luca ISO stuff. But we've also seen now with Kyrie, we've seen Kyrie not bring the ball up very much at all and kind of stand in the corner sometimes. And we want him to be, be a little bit more aggressive at some points. What do you think? Where do you think it'll eventually end up? I I, I think we'll start to see Luca bring the ball up less and less, and that's one. That's one of my little small predictions, just because, you know, we've seen and we've heard multiple teams do the whole, hey, we got to try to get Luca tired, right? Like yeah. we got to try to wear him down. And one of those small little ways is put a Pat Beverly, put a whoever it is, Terrence that, Man, yeah, some young dude out there, and just picks him up full court, and it's just like guards the inbound pass, you know, when he gets the ball at the other end of the floor, and then all the way down the floor, you know, Luca's, you know, going back and forth, bringing it up. Over time, it seems so small, but over time, it does take a little, you know, a little bit out of your legs. Some so, the easiest route is have somebody else bring it up. We've we've seen it so many different times that they've had Tim bring it up or Josh, like yeah. just anybody else on the floor. And as soon as they get it down, then it's Luca coming off a little screen or just coming and getting it, and just doing a little curl around and getting the ball or yeah, post up or whatever it is. So, if it was up to me, he would barely bring the ball up the floor. <laughs> it's like. I- and I'm with you. I think he won't. And I think the few, the few times that he will like bring the ball up the court. So what we're talking about is from defense to offense, him dribble the ball to that like to initiate the offense. In the, particular, after a made basket. Correct. So. I so I think when he gets a rebound, I think he takes the ball himself. That that's just ideal. Like that's I that's what you want. You want the guy that the guy that gets the rebound. If that guy can make a play. Especially if it's Luca, you want the ball in his hands in that moment. Especially if you're picking up the pace too, yeah. Because the defense is not set. He's the best passer on the team. He'll be able to hit ahead guys if he starts looking for him and all that. When what Isaac mentioned, when you have a made basket, I think Luca brings the ball up never. <laughs> I think that should be, especially them giving Josh Green some more responsibilities, handling the ball, him being, you know, really fast with the ball. Kyrie, like I think they'll start doing that more. I'm I'm not super into Tim bringing up the ball. I don't know. I know I'm just saying they've had. They've I, know, had him saying, I know they've done it, but I'm not super into that. Uh, Christian Wood, but this, this can, Christian Wood has when he gets a rebound, and I don't know if that's designed or not. And that, you know, but uh, this kind of brings us into our the next question though. From Falco, Kyrie doesn't solve the playmaker issue for the Mavs. Can Josh do it in the playoffs? I think this question is kind of uh, is not a good question, <laughs> but I thought that the concept was interesting because I don't think it's true. Kyrie doesn't solve the playmaker issue for the Mavs. Can Josh do it in the playoffs? Have the do the Mavericks still need a third ball handler? Ideally, would they have a third ball handler going into these playoffs, or is Luca and Kyrie enough going through down the stretch and then into the playoffs? I mean, I would personally love to have have a third guy in there. Um, and they're they're pretty confident in Josh playing that role um, as a third ball handler, but. Then you start, you know, looking at the difference between creators and ball handlers yeah. and all of that. Of like, I don't think Josh is a creator, but can he be a ball handler that brings up the ball, you know, and and gets you know Tim coming off a screen or something like that, or gets the ball to Christian Wood in the post or whatever it is. Like, sure, um, he doesn't solve it, but we're gonna see the whole, like, especially in the playoffs. One of those two are, is never gonna like be off the floor right like they're gonna stack of the minutes luca's gonna have the same thing they're gonna you know one of those two are all is always gonna be on the floor even the rest of the season like i think at this point in the season and going into the playoffs this is not a problem anymore right like i think the third ball handler thing was gone because anybody that you were gonna bring in unless you're gonna go trade for one like we met we talked about terry rogier a lot if you're gonna go trade for the guy like that he becomes part of your rotation 
But I think at this point, like the bus kind of drives itself. You got Luca, you got Kyrie. As long as those guys are healthy, one of those guys is going to be on the court at all times. You you said in the playoffs. I think the regular the rest of the regular season, one of those guys is going to be on the court at all times. Well, I could see I could see them maybe not doing the regular season because they want as many minutes as possible between now and the playoffs with Kyrie and Luca playing together. Oh, bring bring to me where, the bring me the Hardy Pinson Wood like <laughs> that 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 lineup without well, Luca and Kyrie. Like, to to where it's oh, like man. hey. For a while, we want them playing together as much as possible yeah. and not staggering as much or as disciplined as one on the floor at all time. But in a playoffs, for sure, I don't, I don't think we should ever have a moment that unless there's you know foul trouble or whatever. And it would be still nice to have another playmaker, but I think Josh fills that fills the, like the secondary role en- enough if it's just going to be one of Luca and Kyrie on the court at all times. So- and, he, and he's got he's gotten better at it, and and we'll see. I mean, maybe there's. Something that happens, you know, March 1st is that deadline. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's something else. I mean, Chicago waved two different players before they raped Dragic the other day. So um, that made me laugh. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh, who's her? I think they waved Tony Bradley and then somebody else on their team. But they could yeah. still wave Dragic. He's not really getting a lot of run over there. He's not been super, he's not been great for them this year. So if they do wave him, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Pat Bev, though. They do. They did bring in Pat Bev. So. Uh, <laughs> Pat the designer is he excited about that? Yeah, he, they were talking. I was talking to him about Russell Westbrook, and he was not excited for that. So I think Ooh. he is excited just to not have Russell Westbrook on his team, which is interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. John Wall is another name that's still out there that the Mavs could add in the buyout market if they just need if they just want another ball handler. Like, but at this point in the season, I don't think they're going to do it. How many names have we seen come across the board where we're like, yeah. Well, Dragic, well, this guy, they could trade for this guy. This one would be an easy pickup. Nope, they're just, I just don't think they're going to do it. You know, Udrich. Um, <laughs> Gabriel asked, Eric how, Bledsoe. Is, uh, is Mike Toby available? He can handle the ball, right? Is Eric Bledsoe just falling off the face of the earth? I was going to say, he don't want to be here. Like, he's just, he's gone. I've never seen it. anybody even mention his name. Not anymore. at all. He's out. Uh, Gabriel asked, how concerned should we be about the Mavs' lack of defense? Um. Yeah, I mean, very. I mean, it's my number one concern for them. I mean, there's, you know, part of this is the personnel that you have, the roster you've built. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm concerned. There's no (laughs) no other way around Uh, it. I mean, I'm trying. This is the number one concern for the Mavericks. If the Mavericks do not win a playoff series or multiple playoff series or win a single playoff series, no matter where it is, first round, second round, third round, even finals, it will be because of their defense. This team will score enough points <laughs> against anybody. Yeah. Look at the, there's no team that they're going to face. I don't think, especially even in the West Memphis, maybe like you start looking at some teams and you're like, all right, who's really going to stop this team? Like nobody on Memphis stops Luca. Then you add, Ky- now you add Kyrie to the mix. It's it, there's nobody else that I'm, I'm concerned about. Well, I mean, nobody's going to have anybody to guard those two guys. No, nobody does. Look, you start looking at the, he's, these are the best defenses in the West. Milwaukee or uh, Milwaukee, Jeez. Hmm. <laughs> Memphis. Memphis is number one, and then you have to go to like New Orleans, who are eighth in the league. Yeah, I'm not worried about them. Phoenix is ninth, but now they're a completely different team. They they all of a sudden don't have wings to take Luca, and guess what? Mikhail didn't do that great of a job on Luca in last playoffs, so that's a completely different thing that they have. To, then Oklahoma City, they're not maybe even making the playoffs. The Clippers, Lucas played the Clippers really well. Now add Kyrie to that. So, and then and the Denver is like 14th all of a sudden, and that's a whole different issue. So like there's not a defense out there that's going to stop the Mavs. Denver's got some I think Denver would be the best 
defensive matchup. Aaron Gordon Den- and then like KCP, Bruce Brown. Denver's just a completely different question though because they're they're head and shoulders I think above <laughs> the Mavs just like talent wise right now even with Luka and Kyrie uh, because of you got Jokic, Mur- Murray, Aaron Gordon, MPJ like they, they, just, they just keep throwing guys at you. Um, yeah. But, DeAndre Jordan. But the Mavs defense will be the reason why they don't move on. Did he get bought out? Is he, is he in a buyout? No, he didn't. He's a vibes guy. So how concerned should we be? Very concerned. That's the that's the number one concern. Whatever the highest number is uh, on the, on whatever scale you're using. <laughs> uh, I'll, give me that number. Okay, concern negative five to five. Is it a five? It's a five. <laughs> yeah, it's a five. <laughs> yes. Coming up, let's do. Let's try something fun. We'll do some rapid fire. I got your your biggest questions about the Mavs. We'll rapid fire some answers to some of these. What are your biggest questions about the mouse? And try to, we'll try to answer them in like one sentence. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. It's really good. When I need some chocolate at night, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I just I just want one more thing. Built Bar is is that for me. It doesn't have. It's not high in calories. It's not high in sugar, but it is high in protein. So you can get that only 100, or 130 calories, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein in their normal bar. Go check it out. It's built.com. They also have them available at Sam's Club. They also have them available at Walmart. You can go get them in DFW right now. They also have Animal Cookie. Wow, Animal Cookie, like Animal Crackers. You can get the you can get oh. an Animal Cookie flavored built bar right now. That one's available on built.com. Go check it out. Try that promo code locked on trylock 15 See what's available. They also have a bunch of deals all the time. Go check it out. It's built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's try to have some fun here. I'm going to throw out a biggest question from a listener, from a Raccoon Squad member, card-carrying Raccoon Squad member. And we're going to try to answer it in one sentence. I'm ready. Biggest question from Bean Dip. How Glorious has a great Bean Dip. (laughs) How will Seawood fit this team the last half of the season? One sentence. The exact role he's playing right now. <laughs> um, it will be up and down. <laughs> that's my answer to it. I do think the more I think about it, the more. Wow, this is a long sentence. No, that was it. I, that was my one. That was my one sentence. I thought we could. Ex- oh. I thought we could explain our sentences. Oh, okay, we're explaining. Now okay. we gave the one sentence. Now we can explain. <laughs> We make the rules. Um, all right. I think it's going to be. Wait, up and, I, I thought th- you were going to explain it. <laughs> I think I'm going. I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be up and down. I think that uh, there will be times when Jason Kidd will ride the hot hand. He's proven this year that he'll ride the hot hand and he'll he'll keep playing him. I do think he still likes him in that between quarters kind of role to like bridge the gap from second from first to second quarter, third to fourth quarter. I think he likes that role for him and I think he'll kind of stay there but there will be times where he'll just yank him I think I think the leash is really short for Christian Wood just just by from what I see from Jason Kidd I agree I have nothing else to add Henry says can Maxi stop our defense from being trash Um, he's not the one stop shop answer but he definitely helps a lot especially at the end of games like, like it might it's a run on sentence oh, sorry let me explain it might be <laughs> It might be 145 to 143, but Maxie's going to be out there to help get that last stop. And we'll be like, that was the stop we needed. <laughs> so there you go. 
Yes, but not alone is my answer to it. I think I think a defensive maxi, Josh Green, Reggie Bullock, Luca, and Kyrie can be solid enough. Like solid enough. I don't know. That's if your it, closing lineup. Yeah. Yeah. That'll that'll probably be your closing. Lineup. I don't know if it, that team is good enough. I don't know how good that team can be, but we're gonna find out. I think the rest of the season. And I'm I'm watching Maxi like every minute. I think I think the overreaction from Maxi from me is gonna be be big because I'm just gonna be watching him every minute because he's we've seen how important he is to this team. Yeah, but like you even look up, you look, you have three guys right there in Maxi, Josh, and Reggie that can guard a lot of different type of players. Yeah. You know, Josh is probably taking your your point guards. Reggie's taking your perimeter guy. Maxie's taking like the big, the bigger wing. Like, you know, the Phoenix thing. I'm fascinated by like how they would match up there because Maxie would be great on KD, but somebody's got to take Aiton. Yeah, and it's Luca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be Luca. But Luca's then you don't guarded wanna... centers this last couple stretch, this last little stretch here. But you, you might even see him, you know, go smaller at the starting lineup then. And, you know, you're doing a, you know, Kyrie's on Chris Paul, but then you're doing like Reggie on Booker, Maxi on, on KD. Then you're starting Dwight Powell. They'll you know, always start Dwight. Eight. Dwight will be starting forever. I saw a meme. On, I know, but I'm, yeah. I saw a meme on Mab's Reddit that was like uh, two cartoon characters coming out of a time machine. And they're like, like, what year is it? And they looked over and a guy, and there's another cartoon character in a Mavs jersey. Like, who's the Mavs starting center? And the guy was like, Dwight Powell. And they were like, damn, this could be any year. <laughs> this could be any time. Another question. Let's try to answer it in one sentence, and then we can elaborate and explain. All right, all right, all right. The Gangsta says, is Jason Kidd going to put out the lineups we actually want to see? I'm, I'm thinking for the rest of the season, for the last 22 games. No. <laughs> I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. No, like I, it depends I mean, what it depends. Who's what, we? Yeah, it depends <laughs> what lineups you want to see. That is my that is my one sentence answer. Me, yes, because I want to see that lineup we just talked about to close the game. I feel like for a lot of Mavs fans, it's like, why isn't Christian Wood playing forty minutes? Yeah. So, so no, that's why I say no. Luigi Or says. Are they going to play a faster pace? We need those easy transition buckets. Yes, but not as frequent as you think. Yes, but it will be a blend. I think I think we're kind of saying the same thing here, but I think they'll, oh, yeah. they'll I think yeah. they'll have to blend it. Eventually it'll become they'll they'll push the pace at some points, but then they'll also still go back to the Luka ISO offense. It's still the most efficient offense the Mavericks can run. <laughs> I don't think <clears throat> bold prediction here. I don't think the Mavericks finished last in pace at the end of the year. Wow, where are they right now? They're they're close, probably. They're I don't I think that they might not be close to the next team in pace. <laughs> oh I think the Wow. Hold on, I gotta find my Ready? Breaking news, the Dallas Mavericks are currently not last in pace in the NBA. That belongs to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mavericks, 96 possessions a game. Cavs, uh, 96.4 possessions a game. Cavs, 96 possessions a game. So we're 29th? We're 29th. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Not last this time. Not last (laughs) this time. Uh, I think they'll pick up the pace. Next West team is the Clippers. They're at 98. And then mm. the Suns are at ninety eight point six. The fan. 
Okay, uh, Connor says, do you think there's enough time for Kyrie and Luka to gain chemistry and Maxi to help defensively? Yes, I do. <laughs> there it is. There's the sentence. <laughs> yeah, I think 22 games is enough for Luka, for Luka and Kyrie. We kind of answered this in the first segment, but uh, I think for all that to go together, the defense I'm more concerned about. I, I don't know if there's enough for the defense to figure it out. One of the underrated things with Maxi is you've seen what one bad defender can do to this defense. You can't have one guy that just like loses his mind in the middle of a play, like whether it's been Christian Wood, Hardy, Tim Hardaway, you know, Luca, like whoever. You can't have one guy just like lose his mind in the middle or not be able to get somewhere athletically or not know exactly where to go on a rotation. And so with with Maxi back. It, solidi- it just solidifies the defense so much because one guy can do so much damage, but one guy can do so much good in this kind of a defense too if, if all five guys are, are on the same page. And Super Luca stands, close your ears for a second. You can't have a second one out there, <laughs> you know, with Luca sometimes that, especially some of those second halves that Luca's, you know, catching his breath or whatever. It's like Luca is prone to you know, get beat backdoor cut, you know, the cutting through the lane. We've talked a lot about Lucas off ball defense um, compared to, he could be a really good on ball defense on ball defender, but some of the off ball stuff he struggles with. Sometimes. There you go. Submit your questions locked on Mavs on YouTube. Go to the community tab, go on Twitter at locked on Mavs and go see the, uh, the graphic there and go respond to the question. If you have one, we will try to answer them tomorrow. That's what we'll be doing. Guys, go check out Locked on NBA game to game. Go check out Locked on NBA. It has An- Andy Kamenetsky and Hayes from Locked on Bulls and Locked on Lakers, uh, unrespectively. It's like the inverse of that. And uh, they'll be doing a great job covering the NBA. And then we have all kinds of stuff on Locked on NBA. We have a team for, we have a show for every single team. So go find one that you're interested in. Go listen to Clippers talk about uh, Russell Westbrook. He is uh, not super excited, Darian. <laughs> Not super, not super into it, but we'll see what happens. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Who's out? Boom!